Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. This is a fine time of year to be having fun in the sun with your bodies. It is May, oh, June, sorry, beginning of June, 2020. Uh, we're in the midst of like the pandemic on the planet for those of you listening in the future, but we're having gorgeous weather in North America right now. And you know, flowers are blooming, I get to look outside, and lilacs are blooming, and there's something beautiful that just wakes the body up when you get to be enjoying, well, for me, weather that my body really enjoys. I, springtime and fall time, I love that, love those temperatures that are just, you know, warm enough to put on a sweater, and then they get warm enough that you can take off the sweater. I love I love the weather uh, this time of year, and I love all of the different things that are waking up as well. And thinking about waking up things, I think about different rituals and different rites around the world of, you know, waking up the world and waking up the earth and using our fabulous sexual energy to invite uh, the earth to wake up with us. And so last week, we had a conversation about clitoracy which was really about finding out how literate are we with the clitoris. And yes, it is possible to talk for an hour about the clitoris or more because those 8,000 nerve endings, there's a lot to say. And the effect they have on all those other 15,000 nerve endings in the rest of your pelvis, there's a lot to talk about. Today, we're going to be talking about our friendly phallus and phallus worship. And in order to become a phallus worshiper, it's really a great idea to have some, um, with phallus worship, you know, I think what you want to do is also have some literacy with the phallus. And having literacy with the phallus means what? Well, what the heck is a phallus? Let's look at that. What are the parts of it? What do they do? How can we have fun with them? Who actually worships the phallus? Actually, one of my sweet dear friends is telling him um, what tonight's show was going to be about. And he's like, phallus worship? Are you sure? I get worshiping a vulva. To him, that makes all the sense in the universe. But to worship a phallus is a bit confusing. So this one's for you. (laughs) This is all about the phallus worship. And how much pleasure can people who enjoy male bodies have with phallus worship as well? So, you know, I'm born in a body that is a female body, but man, I tell you, I got some phallic energy that happens once in a while, and I can worship my energetic phallus any day. I love it. 
so <laughs> um, a phallus is is a beautiful thing. And throughout history, there has been phallus worship. Now, phallus is actually a word. Um, it's not a word that's used cross-culturally. There's a word for phallus in all different cultures has a word that represents the male genitalia. Um, phallus itself is more of a Greek word. And when you look at the word phallus itself, it generally is has to do with the symbology of a penis rather than, say, the penis, but more about the symbology of a penis, especially an erect penis. When you look at statues and different monuments, uh, even different architecture that is very phallic in its representation, they're all erect penises. Can you imagine some of the tallest buildings in the world being in the shape of um, a non-erect penis? I think that would be very interesting and different. We don't often represent non-erect penises in our culture. There's something very delightful and enjoyable and empowering about seeing a symbolic representation of an erect penis. And what we really, you know, what we really don't realize on a subconscious level is how much that phallic symbol, when we see it, it arouses something within us, whether it's a sexual desire or whether we have this energy rising that helps us to kind of tap into our, uh, like the parts of us that are more, um, say like our strengths, our fertility, our action go-getter energies. Um, so for those of you who uh, listen to this show on more than one occasion, you'll realize that I, I have had a long and varied career in my life with many different aspects. And one of the things that I first started doing with people publicly was doing tarot readings, like tarot cards. And in the tarot cards, there are so many different phallic representations. And uh, I've actually been having fun teaching an online course uh, recently for tarot and there's been so many uh, fun conversations in the class about phallic representations that are in the cards and where they go and what they can mean and for me I love when the phallic cards come up and I'm like woo there's fire there's drive there's all this uh, great energy in them and it, I just enjoy them so much and these representations of penises are cross-cultural You'll see them in uh, Indian different texts as well as philosophies, beliefs, and in their structures, in their uh, in the structures of some of their temples, there are lingams. And so in India, they don't refer to them as a phallus. They call it the lingam, just like uh, the female genitalia is referred to as the yoni. And so when we are discussing things like lingams and phalluses, they're actually the same thing. Thing. There are, they just have different words uh, across the world. And for a lot of people who are doing, we'll say like more of the spiritual work, who are doing maybe yoga or learning how to do tantra, they're going to use words like lingam. And when we're looking at people who are doing things like Freudian psychology, they're looking at words like the phallus. So it depends on your kind of background. But also, when you look at things uh, architecturally or even in marketing, 
there's often the word phallus associated with anything that looks like an erect penis. It doesn't have to be an exact representation of a penis where you don't have to have all of the anatomy of the penis being uh, profoundly pronounced. It can be a representation that looks like a rod, say, for example, that is a stiff rod, or even sometimes there's this energy of even things like swords. Truly anything that's long and that's got some uh, girth to it and it's got some, uh, we'll say, like stability to it, anything that's like a long rod could be a phallic symbol. And when you look even at food and things in the world, we have this, it's like so inbred, we don't even realize that we have it everywhere, right? And we will have references to things like sausage fest, right? Oh, yeah, that was a real sausage fest. And you're going to a party with a bunch of guys with guys and more guys. It's a sausage fest. And then you look at an actual sausage. You know, you got some you got some food out there in the world that pretty much is, you know, is a pretty good representation of what a penis could can look like, right? So there's all kinds of different ways that there is a penis energy in the world. And for some people, that like seeing phallic imagery can be very disruptive to their psyche and very disturbing. And it can also trigger a lot of things in them, uh, like abuses and different stuff. So I remember having a class where a woman was in my class and I just mentioned penises and she was very upset. The Even the mention of it triggered something for her, which is probably why I said it because I tend to know exactly how to trigger people. And um, through discovery, it was like she actually had a great aversion, total aversion to anything that even represented a penis uh, at all. So shapes like a penis, but boy, it's really hard to avoid that. It's in nature, it's everywhere. Um, sitting at my desk and I'm looking at a, a beautiful orchid that I have and as much as orchids can look incredibly feminine, like the opening of a vulva, uh, the introitus and the whole, it can look incredibly feminine. There are aspects of it, like the stamen coming out, that can look incredibly masculine and uh, phallic, right? So there, And there are so many things in nature that look incredibly phallic. So if there is something where you have an aversion to anything that looks phallic, and you and it really bothers you and you would like to be able to move through that and uh, adjust and even to become neutral. It doesn't mean you have to get to the point where you're worshiping penises. Because, boy, I tell you, I love penises in general. I just love them. Um, so you don't have to get to the point where I'm at or beyond me for some of people who are like bigger lovers of penises than I am. But you could become uh, more neutral to maybe your response or whatever's going on emotionally with you. And if that's something that you're looking to do is to have a little healing with that so everything doesn't become an affront or a fear, feel free to contact me and you can find me on my through my website. You can contact me uh, via email at melitzajelenik.com and so that's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. You can also find me on different social media platforms where if you send me a message, tell me what the message is about and friend me as well. It's really helpful if you tell me what the message is about. I have some random messages that come through Facebook or like, do you actually really like sex? That's 
that's not the kind of answer I'm going to necessarily respond to because if you've listened to my show, you know the answer is hell yeah. <laughs> and um, so please be more uh, like if you are going to write to me on social media, please be specific about what you would like me to address and then we can find some time. I'd be happy to gift you 15 minutes to see if we are fit and if you'd like to work with me on moving past some of those different uh, things that might be having you have an aversion to anything that's like a phallic symbol. So my question, and I'm sure to a lot of you who are listening who know that I'm also quite a bit of a feminist. I'm all about equal rights. And in that sense, I'm also all about the equal rights of men and their penis as well as I am about women and their vulvas and their vaginas. So I'm talking about as much as we're going to worship the phallus, I also fully am a fan of like worshiping the vulva as well. So don't get me wrong, ladies. Love you. I love your vulvas as much as I love the penises in the world. And what I want to bring to light is that, you know, in the last, you know, while, say hundreds, hundreds of years, I'll actually say, men, male energy has become something that's been regarded as quite aggressive, uh, almost like an attack or an affront. And I know that that's not true. And what I would like to see is that if we could actually bring an energy of kindness to the bodies and kindness to each other's genitals, I wonder what that would change. And, you know, if we didn't say that men are all, you know, awful and blah, 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 would they, you know, would they be able to celebrate their penises in a way that's, you know, maybe less in your face aggressive? Maybe they wouldn't have to send dick out 24-7 just to be acknowledged as sexual beings. Maybe if we started to worship phalluses and really give energy to the fact that they are part of the, you know, contributing factor to creation, and we start to enjoy them as the beautiful uh, pieces of art that I see them as, and truly, I, have, I don't know that I've ever seen a truly ugly penis, but I've, you know, I've seen quite a few. I get a lot of pics. And to date, I don't think I've ever seen like what I would say is an ugly penis, but there are a lot of people out there who feel that. And what if nothing on the human body ever had to be seen as ugly? Because as we put those energies onto each other, it can create so much disharmony between people uh, in general and then uh, all the other crap that gets piled on. And I'm not interested in creating that kind of crap in the world. I'm interested in creating a place where we have more pleasure, more enjoyment of each other, and where we can start to look at things in a different way that we can celebrate bodies and we can celebrate enjoyment of sexual energy. And I'm really looking forward to exploring more of this possibility of phallus worship with all of you. First, we're going to go to our commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica 
every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. And uh, I'm really excited to be talking to you guys about phallus worship. Why? Because I'm all about loving bodies and having fun with bodies. And for those of you who aren't aware of that, it's actually what I do for my career. I get to talk about bodies. I get to do that with my sex and intimacy coaching. I get to do that with people who come in and maybe they have pain in their body or they have different things going on um, in their health. And my target is to always look at what is not creating ease and what can create ease. And with ease, there can be so much pleasure. And with pleasure, heck, anything is possible. So what I know is that where we have a lack of ease in our bodies is where we, we all are also not resonating pleasure. And when we start to resonate pleasure in all areas of our body, we can have greater health and way more fun. So that's the target that I'm looking to create in the world. And for those of you interested in working with me, by all means, you can contact me through my website. Again, that's, uh, I mentioned it earlier. I'll mention it again at www.milicajelenic.com be happy to connect with you and you can also find me on different social media platforms as well and you can message me there let me know what you're interested in so tonight we're talking about phallus worship and why why would we do that well as much as i'd like to talk about other things like yoni worship and clitoracy like last week i also would like to be inclusive and create from me, the feminist perspective to me is being, having the harmony between men and women. It's it's more about equality rather than it is about uh, just trying to separate things as, you know, women are better. It's not where I'm headed. I want to look at everybody as being equal and to equally respect each other's genitals instead of making things be very awful and wrong. And truly, there have been people in the world, men and women who have used their genitals as weapons, and 
what if, you know, put that aside, what if we can, instead of using genitals as weapons, we can start to use them as works of art, beauty, and things that we can relish and enjoy and like bask in their beauty. And that's to me something that I think is what phallus worship can really be about. And why would we do this? So to me, choosing something like phallus worship would be the same as saying that it's not that I'm saying that the phallus is a god. What I'm saying is that worshiping something to me is where I give it an energy of total adoration. And I also know that when bodies have and can receive total adoration, amazing things can change for the bodies, shifts, uh, diseases can go away. So many things can occur for bodies. First, when a person's willing to gift the adoration and the worship and the person who's on the receiving end needs to be willing to receive it. And that's a tricky one, especially if you've grown up in a place or a culture where being told that being worshipped is really, really wrong and only God is worshipped. And that's fine. I get that. Uh, and in this sense of adoration, what if we can look at it as an honoring of your lover, an honoring of yourself through your lover? So you're actually, it's not that you're putting yourself down by worshiping your lover's phallus, for example. You may actually be contributing to your greatness, your whether you're a man or you're a woman or whatever gender identity and role that you choose, that, you know, if you are worshiping a phallus and you're like in full adoration of your partner's genitalia and loving it, embracing it, that to me is such a gift to the giver and such a gift to the receiver. So the worship is not just about the person getting it. And it's also not about being belittled or being told that you're somehow uh, submissive. It's not, this is not a, uh, sub-on-play, but it can be. Phallus worship can definitely be more of um, a, a dominance play game as well. From today's perspective, though, I'm not looking at it so much from a, uh, a BDSM perspective. I'm looking at it from an adoration of bodies perspective and how we can invite each other to both know more about the anatomy of the body, know more about our connection to the body as well. And we're doing it through the genitals. Why? Because it's the pleasure zone and the genitals are really, really full of pleasure zones, let's face it. And, and you know, last week we were talking about clitoracy and how many nerve endings are in a clitoris. Well, the penis has about 4,000 nerve endings as well. Um, the clitoris has twice as many, so science says right now, twice as many as a penis. And that doesn't make a penis less valuable. I just want to put that out there because I love penises and I'm not trying to say that they're not, you know, equal to. However, let's um, look at this this way. Penises are multifunctional. Where last week when we were talking about clitoracy, clitorises have one purpose, pleasure. They are the pleasure zone. And now we've got a penis, multifunctional. 
not only is your penis used for pleasure, but it's also used to be able to get, you know, um, urine out of your body. It's a multifunctional unit. It's a pretty amazing unit, actually, in the way, in terms of the way anatomy works that, you know, you cannot come and pee at the same time unless you're some miraculous person or you have a really cool thing going on in your body. You can do one function at a time because your body knows what it wants to do. It either wants to come or it wants to pee and it won't do both. And it's pretty brilliant that way. So I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of, of even just the anatomy of a penis when you're looking at the tissues, the erectile tissues, and you look at even things like uh, the foreskin and what's been going on with foreskin throughout the ages. I could probably do an entire show just about foreskin <laughs> and the fact that, you know, you've got this this history where it wasn't really probably until, well, it wasn't until Jewish people had the covenant um, to have circumcision. Circumcision was not going on on the planet. And then circumcision was just directed for um as part as part of a ritual for Jewish people, and in in Judaism, and then somewhere there was a belief, and somewhere that happened, I believe in Europe and in North America, that all of a sudden penises were getting uh, hacked all over the place, and we had circumcision left, right, and center everywhere. Circumcision was going on, and then somewhere in the 90s, I remember this kind of conversation going on, where Somewhere in the 90s, there was a big discussion about, is this fair to a child to do this? And when I was pregnant with my daughter, and I never got checked to see if I was having a boy or a girl, but I did a lot of reading about the effects of of um, having having circumcision done to a, uh, an infant. And I argued with... Um, my child's biological father quite a lot. He was pro-circumcision and I was like, I'm not pro-circumcision because if you have this body part, why are you having it removed? Some people say it's more aesthetically pleasing to have a penis that's circumcised. But truly, when a penis is erect, even if it's uncircumcised, when a penis is fully erect, it tends to look circumcised anyway. It's pretty much, it's got the similar shape, although you have your extra fun um, sleeve of love when you aren't circumcised. And so that can be fun too. <laughs> and it's like having your own built-in jack-off sleeve. How cool is that? So I'm, I'm like, an, I'm pretty much an advocate of choice. I am an advocate of choice. And to me, I, I wouldn't do that to somebody's body just because it's more aesthetically pleasing. So if they wanted to later in life, I would give them that, you know, freedom. It's your body, but I wouldn't do that to a child. That's just my interesting point of view. Um, although I would I'd probably even ask the body if that's what it wanted. So that's just a whole side note. So from the time an infant is born and it's been identified, or even in utero, it's identified as female male, there's a lot of energy put onto that little being, that little body. And there are cultures where if you're born with a penis, you're valuable. And if you're not born with a penis, you're not so valuable. 
And there is something about the penis that people have valued for centuries and centuries. And it has also been a great source of anguish for a lot of people as well. So there are definitely men out there who for centuries uh, were not able to worship penises themselves. Homosexuality was completely wrong and still is in many parts of the world. So for some men to be able to worship a penis, even if they really wanted to, would have been illegal, could have been killed for it, immoral, most definitely. And there would be a lot of issues for men who wanted to be penis worshippers, for sure. And I would like to see all of that change, where if you'd like to worship any genitals of any kind, you have the right to enjoy them, adore them. And, you know, if you want to set up your own little uh, altar to your genitals, go for it. (laughs) There are so many representations in the world that you can use if you are setting up your own altar. There are carvings of stones. There are, uh, you can make your own. You could carve your own wood. There's actually this giant monument, uh, monumental penis. I don't know if it's still standing. I think in around 2017 in Austria, somebody was climbing a mountain and they saw this massive penis, like many, many feet high, uh, really beautifully carved wooden phallus. And how cool is that? Just so random in the middle <laughs> middle of like Austria in the mountains, there's a giant phallus. And you'll find phalluses all over the world. We, we will talk a little bit about the different uh, cultures in the world that do worship phalluses, where you'll find them, parades and things like that, that can be a lot of fun too if you are kind of intrigued by this phallus worship and you want to be more involved in it and also looking at what you can do for yourself with your own lover so that they can feel more adored more worship and how fun would that be right like have your partner feel really loved and adored so we're going to head off to the next commercial break you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices and network Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. 
This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at militzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about phallus worship. And for those of you who are avid listeners to the show, you might have listened to one of the episodes I did on aphrodisiacs where we talked about food that looks like phalluses as well. Uh, different foods that look like phalluses and yonis and or like, for example, like a papaya and you cut it open and it looks kind of like a yoni. And these, these different uh, foods definitely have erotic connotations and for some people they are really stimulating and and erotic as well as giving them more stimulation from uh, like an aphrodisiac perspective not just the content of the food that would arouse your body but the physical image of the food that's very arousing for example bananas right that's like a very typical phallic image food and you'll find them. You'll find these foods and different things all over the world. And one of the things you'll find in many different parts of the world too are different um, sculptures, different festivals, and different things that you can go to. Well, right now during COVID, you can't, but the rest, when COVID's over, you can go to these. And there was one that would, would have been at the beginning of, of um, April. It's called the it's a, it's a festival called the Kanemura Matsuri Festival, where it's a festival of the steel phallus. And it happens on the first Sunday of April. Well, this year, because of COVID, I don't think it happened. But it's pretty neat because you'll see in some of these places where, um, the like the steel phallus, for example, in the Japanese town is massive. Like you can sit on it and ride it. And then they have like a parade that goes through town. And any one of these, you can look up, you can probably find videos on it or articles on each specific one of these festivals. So feel free to check it out. There is one, there's a lot going on in Thailand. Actually, a friend of mine, the owner and CEO of this network, Christine, she went to Thailand to visit her son and they, they found like this cave that had all kinds of side of it. And that's pretty fun too. And there's, there are so many, um, I think it's fun. I mean, she sent me a picture, so I was pretty happy about that. Because, <laughs> you know, you got to have your friends who will travel the world finding phallic images for you. That's pretty awesome. For themselves, too. But it's great when they think of you and send pictures to you. So in Bangkok, there's actually a place, there's a shrine with magic dildos. And the shrine honors, and I'm probably not going to say this correctly, but it honors um, a female fertility spirit called Chao Mei Tugim. And the women will go there to wish for um, children. And if, and then uh, they actually come back and they bring back a wooden penis um, if the wish is fulfilled. So they will go and they'll 
pray and they'll ask at the magic shrine of dildos and have fun with that. There's another one in South Korea, um, which is more for newlywed couples. And it has all kinds of disembodied sexual appendages like penises and all kinds of stuff and boobs like all over the place. And there's, uh, there's a bunch of murals in Bhutan Timpu, which I can't tell you if I know exactly what part of, uh, your, you know, Asia that's in. And it's a little landlocked nation. Um, anyway, it has, um, it believes that its its existence comes from the phallus or a penis. And it's not only a symbol of fertility for them, but it also for them, it provides protection against evil spirits and gossip. So that's kind of cool. So, so many cultures with so many things. The Icelandic people have a collection of 282 penis specimens from 93 different animals in the world at like a museum. And then there's a place in Mongolia that has a giant penis-shaped rock that was erected to remind monks not to stray from their celibacy. And there's all kinds of places you're going to find penises for different purposes. <laughs> so although that one in uh, Mongolia was originally to encourage monks uh, to, to not stray from celibacy, it's now actually considered a place of worship for fertility and for sexual liberation. So that's kind of neat. And of course, India, there's all kinds of things in India, but um, there is a particular group of things, um, monuments that have intricate carvings inside of temples of phalluses in a place called Kajurahu. It's a group of monuments in Madhya Pradesh, India. And there's, and the list goes on, like you can have so much fun looking for these. I'm just going to there's one a festival in Greece called the Burani Festival. It's celebrated every year in uh, Tirnavos, Greece. And it's a festival about getting together with friends and family. And you sing lots of crude songs. And uh, you teach each other publicly with fake penises. The Greeks are fabulous for penises. After all, there is evidence that they had dildos hundreds and hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, uh, wooden penises covered in in um, leather. So they're one of the originators of the dildo. Gotta love that. So for those of you who want more info on that, I did a history of sex toys. Oh gosh, must be a couple of years ago. And I think it, I just called it the history of sex toys. Um, so you can look up that episode. And then I did another one about something about your toy box. So there's a couple episodes in there that I did about uh, sex toys in particular, and we talked a bit about the history of different sex toys. There is uh, one particular image of a phallus that was found in Germany. It was unearthed um, in this little cave in Germany, and it's called the Hohle Fels Cave, H-O-H-L-E-F-E-L-S Cave. And it um, they found a 28,000-year-old image of a phallus there, Apparently, they found a lot of interesting things in that cave as well, like a really, really old flute and all kinds of things. But a lot of flutes are also considered phallic images. So, you know, you have this long thing in your mouth and you're blowing into it. Mm. So you can, if you're looking for any of my 
shows, you can find them either through the Inspired Choices Network. You can go and look for my podcast, but you can also find a lot of them on Spotify, Spreaker. Uh, you can find the last couple of years on iHeartRadio as well and a lot of them on your favorite uh, different podcast apps. So you can find them in so many different areas. If, if you're not listening right now on Inspired Choices Network, though, if you do find your way over there, there are fabulous shows uh, from all kinds of different uh, ranges of different uh, topics as well. And a lot of my other friends do really cool topics on sex as well. And they're hosts on there, so you can enjoy their shows as well if you love talk listening to things about sex and if you love talking about sex by all means remember that we are a live show and you can call in you can join the chat room and you can write to me too if there's a topic that you would like me to talk about or if you would like to come on and talk to me about something you're welcome to contact me and let me know about that I'm always happy to hear from everyone and I want to thank everybody who does send me letters and also who sends uh, comments and different things and likes uh, all of the shows on the different platforms. I'm so grateful for that. The more likes we have, the more motivated I feel. And the more you share my work, the more motivated I feel as well. And I love getting this information out there. And it's really heartwarming to know that people are interested and listening and having fun with it. Because this stuff can be so much fun. Like, it's just fun and funny to think about phallus worship, to me, I, I feel. As, as much fun as we can have making a birthday party, how much fun can we have having a phallus worship party? It's kind of like having a sex toys party. And if you want one of those, you can contact me too because I am part of a company where I can do online sex toys parties for most of the parts of the world right now, North America, um, South Africa, Puerto Rico, New Zealand, I believe, in Australia. So quite a few parts of the world. I can do some live sex toys parties with you guys. If you want that, definitely message me. But that's just another way to celebrate the phallus and bring out some vibrators and dildos and enjoy them. And it's funny. It's always funny to see people's reactions to vibrators and dildos. There, there are sometimes there's this reaction of of like as if we all turned into six year olds seeing a penis for the first time and we get a little bit shy and a little bit giddy and a little bit curious and a little bit wonder eyed um, and I love that because there's something about bodies that just has people get a little bit uh, kooky. I don't know. We all get a little kooky around naked bodies, even though we might have seen them thousands of times even though you might be an avid porn watcher when it comes to like looking at these images and especially when you're around other people you know you're hanging out with your friends and you're looking at a penis or a dildo and you're like <clears throat> like it's funny how the reactions are to these and I prefer the giddy little girl reactions or little boy reactions to all of these body parts than I do the fear and I really I encourage you that if there if these things do bring up fear in you to definitely contact me so we can work that out. So I was mentioning all those different places in the world that you can worship a phallus. And the truth is you can do that in your own home. And like I mentioned earlier, what if you do that with your lover? So do you have a lover? Okay, so first, let's go with all those of you that have a lover that has a phallus 
as a penis. We're going to talk to you guys first. So when worshiping your partner's body, it's a really good thing to know a few things about the anatomy of the body and to know the different areas like the glands and the shaft and you want to know where the testicles are and you want to know all the all the little like the frenulum you want to know where all of these things are so that you can do a real proper enjoyment of the penis and so there are great if you have no idea what these things look like there are some really great uh, images you can get you can google search things like uh, you know penis anatomy erogenous male zones you can google search all of these things so that you can become familiar with them and the more familiar you are with them the way more fun you can have with the penis it's we all like to think we know everything but i tell you there's always more to learn after 200 and over 260 shows and almost six years of talking about sex and bodies i always find there's more to learn and it blows my mind so we're gonna add to this a little bit more information on penis worship, phallus worship. But first, we're going to head to our commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone, and tonight we're talking about phallus worship. Yeah, phalluses. I love them. 
what are they? Well, penises, let's face it. And a lot of times the phallus is just what we would call a an, kind of an artistic representation of a penis. You don't often hear people say to, you know, when they go to the doctor, my phallus has, you know, got an ache or something. Um, they usually use the word penis or dick or cock. Yeah, cock, I love that word. But, uh, oh, and too, if you do love some great, penis conversations. I did a great show in January with a friend of mine who's an author and the show was called Conscious Cock and he has a lot of great tips and tools in his book. Uh, you can get his book called Conscious Cock about how to become more of a conscious lover as a man, uh, what, you know, the anatomy of the penis as well, lots of things, grooming. He has great information in his book. I think truly every gentleman needs his book just gives you some confidence and confidence is a really great way to be able to break down your you know your barriers to receiving it allows you to become a little more vulnerable i'm talking about the kind of confidence that you know that your body is is attractive that you know your body is ready to receive and is sexual no matter what your shape or what your judgment of it you think it is your body is a sexual beast and once you unleash that beast no matter what your so-called physique is that sexual beast cannot be tamed after that some there are also some levels of cockiness that happens right there so you get sometimes where it isn't so much a confidence and confidence is very sexy cockiness not so much when a person just thinks they're greater than anybody else that is one of the biggest turnoffs it's a i would say it's a little trickier to worship a phallus on a man who thinks he's greater than god's green earth and at the same time what gift can you be to him to just tame his energy so he becomes more of a of a of a vulnerable receiver rather than a because uh, cockiness is not vulnerable it's actually a wall so it's to allow the vulnerability to come through and allow the person to receive you and there can be such a beauty in that and when you have bodies where for example the person is just learning to um, be okay with themselves we'll just start with that like being okay that they have a body and there's the curiosity that comes through in their willingness to explore their own body. That can be such a delicious time to be in a lovership with somebody because then you get to explore with them and they get to show you what they like and you get to even try things with them where they get to learn about themselves as well. I think it's one of the most delightful times in life is to be with a lover who's willing to explore and receive and be curious and to also facilitate you in showing you how they would like to be worshipped and adored and received. That's an amazing gift too, to have to have a partner who is open to those conversations or even if they're not open to talking about it, opening open to showing you what they like and that in itself is a type of a conversation as well. It's still communication, whether it's verbal or nonverbal, you're still able to communicate. And one of the greatest ways for phallus worship is through communication with your partner. So 
you need to be clear on like what is it that your partner would like in terms of being worshipped. Maybe it's something so simple as being looked at. Maybe they would just like to be naked in front of you and for you to admire longingly and lovingly at their beautiful penis. Whatever shape, size, girth, whatever um, the, you know, erectile um, mass is going on. I don't know what other word I can call it. We're going to call it erectile mass. Whatever is going on with the erection, whatever level of arousal is happening, that there is an adoration of their genitals. And I think that can be such a great gift. And it can be a little intimidating, I would think, from the person receiving it. If they've never had that energy coming at them, they might think it's weird or uncomfortable. So it's to be present with your lover so that they can receive that adoration. And then to open the communication, verbal or nonverbal. Um, it is helpful to be verbal, though, at times, so that you can be clear. Uh, to be able to be clear on like, how would they like to be adored? Maybe they would like a blowjob that blows their mind and that you can be enjoying and just in full uh, full adoration. I'm going to use that word a lot because I really think it's about adoration, truly. Full adoration and of, of, their, of their penis. So phallus worship involves a lot of communication. Even when you look at old cultures, there was communication with the gods going on. They would put up their, you know, in their temples, you would go, you would pray, or you would have different altars and you would give things uh, symbolically as a gift. These are all forms of communication and gifting and receiving that's going on, right? So what, too, if your partner is like, would really like some uh, next level adoration, maybe it's to just sit and be present while they masturbate, which can be amazing too. And maybe it's even more. Maybe they actually do want like a picture of their penis in the room and for you to put like gifts around it of flowers and candles. At. Whatever works for you, I invite you to be uh, an explorer and also totally inquisitive and curious about what would it be like for you to be able to fully, thoroughly enjoy and adore your partner's genitals and for them to receive that and what that could do and create for your lovership. I'm excited for you guys to explore this. So until next week, stay tuned in and turned on. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.